Yo, what's up, guys, and welcome to the movie newbie. My name is Jabril Sahimi, and I am the newbie. Oliver Mangum, writer, producer, fellow film lover, occasionally capable of insight. Rafael Luca, thespian, cinephile, and human golden retriever. So yeah, enjoy the show. So, well, let's look at maybe we've talked about this so many times and I'm sure mm. Raph would love to put his input, but like we've talked about like superhero movies and yeah. I guess people being tired of them. Yes. Superhero you fatigue. Know? Superhero fatigue. But then again, like you just mentioned, Guardians of the Galaxy came out like two months ago and mm. it would, it, people have been saying it's like one of the best uh, superhero films they've seen since. Yeah. Endgame, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And then you have this other movie, the flash. And I think, I think with the way that like what Batman versus Superman and like that whole universe mm. went and the way that they dealt with maybe Henry Cavill and uh, Gal, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot, yeah. Yeah, like getting rid of them, even though they were fan favorites. Um, the, maybe the way they dealt with, um, what was it? Warner, Bro- Warner Brothers dealing with um, Amber Heard after the Johnny Depp yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think people kind of just don't want to listen. Like, they don't want to have anything to do with DC anymore. Especially yeah. with um, The the Flash. What's the what's their name? Oh, uh, Ezra, Ezra Miller. Miller. Yeah, Ezra Miller. Yeah, yeah, with the shit going on with Ezra yeah, yeah. Miller. Like, why are they... Like, why... Like, why are they even making the movie? Even though, like, he's been... They've been such a... Well, they've been, like, marred in scandal. By the way, yeah. are we recording now? Yeah, we are recording. Okay. We are recording. Okay, so we've started then. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. I like that. That was slick. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think there's, I mean, I think there's a number of reasons as to why the flash failed. Mm-hmm. I think the flash was never really like a tentpole, um, action, like superhero figure. It's mm-hmm. not like, it's not like Spider-Man, for example, or Superman or Batman. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think another reason in addition to, yeah, Ezra Miller is a really controversial figure at mm-hmm. the moment. Like this film was delayed for a number, for a while because of that, I think, mm-hmm. but also because you mentioned James Gunn, like yeah. James Gunn has taken over DC yeah, and he announced like this new plan for what the next five years of DC movies mm-hmm. are going to look like. And he's basically scrapping a lot of what came before yeah. and the flash was shot before he came on board. So I feel like people know going into this movie that none mm. of it's going to matter. Yeah. That they're basically going to wipe the slate, like wipe the slate clean. Yeah, I guess so. And it's like, you can't really invest in that if, you know, there's yeah, probably like, not going to be a sequel to The Flash or you see Bruce Wayne again. In- like from what I understood, it's that they tried to use this as the flashpoint for the new. Right. Um, it's because like, a multiverse. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if anybody knows about The Flash, like there's a, there's a thing in The Flash, like the, the cartoon or the, the comics called The Flashpoint. Yes. Where alternate, where alternate things happen. Um, and that was meant to like maybe reset this reset new universe. This universe. Yeah. But I... It's tough because even I saw like things like, uh, what was it? Black Lightning? Um, no. Was that a TV? Black Adam. The TV? Black Adam, yes. Black Adam. Uh, but that- The Flash made less money than Black Adam, yeah, which is which bonkers. Is, which is crazy. And then there's this new one called Blue Beetle that's coming out. Yeah. And like that. And that does not look good. Warner Brothers terrible. must be like shitting themselves because like yeah. even like the Flash, if the Flash made less than $200 million and worldwide. Like OG Batman for this as well. I know. And they're yeah. like, Blue Beetle is like one of our D-list characters. <laughs> they're like, they must be preparing themselves for an absolute shitstorm this summer. Like, this it's, is going to be a big, big financial loss for them. For sure. Um, so, yeah. Uh, 
I also just totally forgot. We did like I didn't introduce the, what? the yo what's up thing. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, that's can, all right. But we we I like that we just, I yeah. like that you just kind of did that interviewer thing where you start you asked me what we were going to talk yeah. about. I didn't even realize we were going to actually <laughs> we were recording this yeah. was going to be part of the episode. Well, and then you just dropped it on me halfway through. Yeah, I I, I tried to do something a little bit different because yeah. we're doing something a little bit chill. This well, is we, a bit we can say hi now. Yeah, if let's we want. say hi. So hey, welcome to the show, guys. Um, this is the movie newbie. If you didn't know about it. Um, this is one of our little mid-season episodes. So it's just Ollie and I. Mm-hmm. Raph is not here because um, he couldn't be bothered, apparently. <laughs> he's, um, he's he's what we call a coward. He was, we, all, we gave him the chance to come to East London to record on a Monday evening. And he was like, no, I'd rather go on living my life. And so it's just the two of us. And we are currently holding auditions for a third member to replace him. So yeah. I hope Raph's happy with, you know, getting his extra couple of hours of sleep. <laughs> Uh, well, that was Ollie. Uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Oliver. <laughs> but yeah, so we kicked this off with this whole DC, uh, with this Warner Brothers DC thing. It's Warner Brothers, right? Yeah, it's Warner Brothers who own DC, but DC Universe is the studio that James yeah. Gunn is currently overseeing. So now, do you think like all this kind of, okay, so there's the, maybe it didn't have much of an effect on the movies that came out already, but there's the whole issue with the writer's strike. There is, um, I think a bunch of acquisitions happening with Warner brothers, HBO. Yes. Um, I think Viacom is trying to buy. I think Viacom used to be, uh, okay. That's where I, I, I mean, this is going into, into deep into the weeds for me. Like, I don't right. know wh- how Viacom features into it. I believe Viacom merged with Warner Brothers years ago, but then Discovery just merged exactly, with yeah, Viacom, yeah, yeah. sorry, with, with Warner Brothers. And that's why a guy named David Zaslov, mm. who oversaw Discovery before, is now in charge of Warner Brothers, which owes, owns HBO and HBO Max. And he's causing all sorts of nightmares. Like he was the, yeah. the person that was um, responsible for um, like canceling the Batgirl film. Or like shelving right. it, even after right. it had already been filmed, basically. Right. And he's been doing this. He's been taking a lot of projects off the uh, streamers and off the slates so that they can never see the light light of day potentially because you can make money that way. You can, it's a, you can do like a tax write-off basically. Mm-hmm. And because he was looking at the figures and he said, Warner brothers is as a company is losing a lot of money at the moment or is right. in big trouble. So we need to make, take extreme uh, cost cutting measures. Okay. So do you think this kind of like puts an ill taste in people's mouths as, like, to go and watch these movies or do you think it's just fatigue from superheroes? I think or, it's, I or think is it's, it just like this going to the cinema at large. Yeah. I think, you know, I think we, we alluded to it at the beginning. There's been a number of, there are a number of reasons to believe that people still do want to go to the cinema. So I mentioned earlier that super Mario brothers has done phenomenally well. It crossed over a billion worldwide, which is insane. Um, Gardens of the Galaxy did very well recently. There have been a few horror movies that have done very well recently. Mm-hmm. I believe Little Mermaid is still making, you know, has, has um, right. brought in good box office numbers. So people do want to go to the cinema, but it's just, it's very difficult to, to, to sort of turn that tide and get large audiences to come in. Yeah. I think superhero fatigue is definitely a real thing. I think yeah. you're seeing it with Marvel movies. I also think um, multiverse storytelling right. is already starting to exhaust some people mm-hmm. and I think is not sustainable in the long run. Yeah. So we've had a lot of, for the last few years, the big theme in comic book movies, and you probably are very familiar with this because mm-hmm. you read comic books, is the idea of like multiverse storytelling where you have 
multiple universes. And so you have different characters from different franchises or like different iterations of the franchise sort of yeah. crossing over. And then people who you thought were dead are coming back to life. And like, yeah, going, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it, and it's kind of cool and exciting when we first saw it, like an in into the spider verse or um, no way home. But it also means it can give you the sense like nothing really matters. Yeah. And I feel like the trick has lost a bit of its sheen. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of the reason why the flash hasn't mm-hmm. done so well. Okay. It's one of the reasons anyway. Um, that, yeah, I, I, I will see, like, I haven't seen The Flash, so I can't really Yeah, neither you. have I. And so. I haven't seen Spider-Verse, uh, but you have. Yes, I have. I saw that at the cinema recently. And did you enjoy it? I loved that, yeah. So I went to see, yeah, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which is the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And um, I saw that empty cinema by myself, and, um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was... Uh, breathtaking. Um, I thought it was definitely perhaps one of the most beautiful animated films I've ever seen. Not just because of the original style that you saw in Into the Spider-Verse, but Mm -hmm. because it's jumping between different universes, each universe has its own style Style, of animation. And it's just, um, it it boggles the mind to think about how many people must have worked on this and how intricate the design is. So from that aspect, I really loved it. I thought... The storytelling was really fantastic and emotional too. Mm. A bit long for me personally, like it was like two and a half hours. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of movies I've seen recently, I felt are longer than they need to be. Yeah. I think it's like the whole overcorrection from like COVID. I don't know. It's like yeah. loads of these movies have been like, oh, it could have ended here. And then it goes right. for another hour. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I'm not opposed to a long movie. Yeah. Like I, I love like, um, I, a lot of my favorite movies are really long, but I'm like, the, at a certain point, like these are popcorn movies, right? Yeah. Like these are meant to be crowd pleasers. So I yeah. feel like g- get out early, you know? Yeah, exactly. Don't test people's patience. Yeah. I mean, you can, you probably respect that more than anybody. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't like an overly long movie, but I think like two hours, like 120 minutes is, is great. Is, is perfect. Yeah. A little bit more, a little bit less. I'm fine. But then like a movie that's too short, I am also like, craving for more and yes. it's too long and I'm just like this is um just overindulgent. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. I, so sorry, you're going to say No, something. I was going to say that I I I used to say that if a movie's over 2 hours long it has to justify that and mm-hmm. have a good reason for that. Mm-hmm. And I I I still believe that today. Yeah. Right. So, I wanted to just touch upon your point of like uh superhero fatigue. I think or at least um it's not, I don't think it's superhero fatigue. I think just people are kind of bored of this whole... I think people are bored of the hero's journey yeah. at the moment. Because it's not just superhero movies. It's just, in general, the whole hero's journey is such a huge like um, storytelling device and something that people love so much that, we, that it's literally everywhere we look. So... Um, I think the just the most in your face way of telling that story is through the superheroes. Yeah, 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 thing. sure. Um, but what I wanted to say about like theater, like going to the cinema, I think nowadays the consumer likes to be um, informed on the journey of like the artist or the creator. So, uh, one of my favorite books is called "Show Your Work," mm. and it's by this author called Austin Kleon. And what he say what he what he said in the book is that gone are the days that basically 
artists like sit in a room and work on their piece and then show it to the world. And they're like, here is my masterpiece. Yeah. Nowadays you want to actually go through the journey with the artist, see the behind the scenes and see how it's been made. And I feel like the marketing schemes or at least the marketing um, for the movies that were successful. So let's say guardians of the galaxy, like maybe it could be my algorithm and this is what I'm seeing or even super Mario. Like I saw the, the how do you say the checkpoints in the development of sure, the movie sure. within like social media and within what i was aware of while the flash let's say the checkpoints throughout that film were i guess a lot more negative in terms of ezra miller yes. was gonna get it was usually yeah. about like production halts or directors leaving yeah. the project or recasting exactly yeah so that made me kind of like ooh, i don't want to watch that and then i saw i literally noticed it in the last like three weeks all the actors they could tell that the movie was going to come out soon so then all this like positive news on like working with ezra miller was ezra miller was actually okay and yeah like, and they had like i think um james gunn said that tom cruise said it was the best superhero yeah film he'd ever seen yeah yeah. yeah yeah so uh it, it kind of like put it kind of made me not want to watch the movie and then like you said about this Pixar film, like I, if people who listen to this podcast know how much I love Pixar yeah, and I didn't even know this film existed. Yeah. 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 It's true. Like I didn't even realize it was coming out and it's not that like, I don't know, maybe it's a kid's movie and like, that's not what I'm being shown on my Yeah. That's not coming up on your YouTube page, but it still doesn't make sense that I didn't know anything about this movie coming out. Yeah, I know. And especially when you like, I was looking up the, the, um, the, the box office receipts for that movie Elemental, which is not doing well, mm-hmm. and how much it costs to make. And it costs nearly, like, I think over $200 million to make. Damn. And, like, Pixar movies are not cheap, I think, because the quality of animation is so good. Yeah. They're not cheap to produce. But you think if it's a movie that's cost $200 million, you think there would be more of a marketing push behind yeah. it. Yeah. Because I also, I, I, I had no idea what was coming out. I, never, I didn't see any bill, billboards or bus ads for i didn't yeah. i didn't see ads coming up on youtube or on television well do you think it's tough because there's shit like transformers coming out like transformers came out as well which for some reason i want to watch <laughs> is that because like it makes you nostalgic for a simpler time yeah Even though we all acknowledge those films are kind of crap yeah and like i love like growing up transformers was one of my favorites and like yeah. this whole like animal stuff like the beasts, <laughs> like Transformer Beasts. Oh my God. They were like one of my favorite cartoons as a kid. Because growing up in Saudi, we used to get all the old cartoons. Like we didn't yeah. have current cartoons because it was like cheap TV, right? So they would buy the licenses to the cartoons like, that were 10 years the 80s old. Or the something. 80s, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up watching like uh, Transformers, yeah. uh, G.I. Joe, Ninja, like, Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles yeah, uh, the. X-Men, um, that, is it the amazing X-Men? Yeah, um, I think I watched that as yeah, well. Yeah, like the yeah, OG yeah. X-Men Yeah, cartoon. for sure, yeah. for sure. So things like that. Um, so I just really want to watch it. Yeah, have you yeah. seen all the other Transformers movies? I haven't seen, um, I saw one and two, the Shia LaBeouf ones. I can't remember three. Was three Shia LaBeouf or is that Mark Wahlberg? Um, I think the first three were with Shia LaBeouf. That was the Shia LaBeouf trilogy, so to yeah. speak. Well, and then Mark Wahlberg came in for like the fourth one, I think. Yeah, I can't remember the third tra- Transformers film. I don't think I um, even watched. That was the one, Dark Side of the Moon. Is that Dark Side of the yeah, Moon? Yeah, well, I, I, I haven't, I don't even know why I know this because I've never seen it, but I'm pretty sure it opens with this, the moon landing. 
And yes. there's an idea that like JFK was aware of a secret Transformers technology yeah. facility being built on the moon. Right, right, right. Which makes sense, I guess. Was that okay? Okay, yeah. I I, I think I've watched them. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I have, but yeah. I haven't seen the Mark Wahlberg one. And now there's a new one coming out. Um, yeah, and I think it's a like a Latinx. Character. Yes, Anthony Ramos. He's right. from. Um, he's a great actor. He's from. He's uh, not the Blue Hamilton, kid, right? No, no, okay. he's not. He's not. Okay, okay. Because that Blue Beetle kid is the guy. Is the one Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Yeah. Which I, I, I watched that show. That's a Cobra great Kai show. Is a great show. Yeah, it's a great it show. It is a great show. Cobra Kai like never it. die. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's a good way of like using nostalgia and creating a new kind of. Story. Yeah, totally, totally. I love that. It's a great example of it. Yeah. Um. While there are other, yeah, there's a lot of others. Well, like because Cobra Kai had a completely different tone to yeah. the original Karate Kid films, and I think that. That justifies its existence. If you're bringing something back, like at least try something fresh with it, right? Mm. And you know, it's all because of a joke uh, from How I Met Your Mother. Really? Yeah. So in How I Met Your Mother, um, uh, Bart. So you've, you've watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so of course. Barney's favorite character is um, is, is what's his name? Uh, um, gosh. Oh, what's the name of the actor? But he plays the the villain in the movies. The the Cobra. Uh, he yeah. plays the the. He's part of Cobra Kai he's in the, yeah um, one and two. Yeah. What's the name or of that one actor? And Blonde guy. Yeah. What the heck? I'm gonna search it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I've Kai. seen like three seasons of that show. I should know. Williams oh, Zabka. Billy Zabka. Yeah. Billy Zabka. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Um. So Barney's favorite character. So. Because Barney was weird and it was hard yeah, with your yeah, mother. Yeah. Um, he grew up thinking that uh, Billy Zapka's character was the protagonist. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he basically watched the movie from his uh, perspective. Yes. And that, and then they brought basically Billy Zapka and Ralph uh, Macchio to the show. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. Mother, they, I think they, it was yeah. someone's like bachelor party or something. It was like Barney's wedding, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It was yeah, Barney's yeah, yeah, bachelor yeah. party. Yeah. Um, and... That's how the concept for the show for so Cobra Kai. The creators out. of Cobra Kai, did, do you think they saw How I Met Your Mother and were like, that's, an that's a good idea right there? Well, I think because he starred in it. Yeah. He was like, oh, oh people like, oh, this idea. guy's still alive. Yeah, they're both <laughs> yeah. still alive and yeah. they're both doing random shit. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. think they've ever done much. Well, I mean, Ralph, Ralph Macchio had a bit of a career, I think. Yeah, he had he a bit of like a things. kid's career. Like he did yeah. uh, that blues crossroads. Is it crossroads? No. He was like a blues guitarist and it was kind oh. of a play on the mo- on the idea of um like selling your soul to the devil to become like a really good oh, guitarist. Oh, like the um that's the the um the myth, the urban legend yeah. about that famous, the famous Robert Johnson guy. or something. It's like a very famous name. blues guitarist who who died, I think, quite young, but the the rumor was that he sold yeah, his he sold his, he soul, sold to his soul to the devil to become like the best guitar mm-hmm. blues musician in the world or something. Yeah, because he was like a shit guitarist and then he disappeared for five years and he came back being like yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. nobody thought that in five years you could learn an instrument <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah inconceivable yeah. yeah um but i mean like what there's a ghost writer as well or yeah, ghost, yeah. Uh, was it is it ghost rider yeah wait, Nick, the, Nick cage yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Mar- it's also a marvel movie yeah um, yeah but that was before like mc was it yeah time? see that that would be a character i'd love to come back Nicholas Cage in Ghost Rider. Dude, but those movies were shit. Have you ever read the comics? The comics were awesome. Oh, that. the comics were awesome. Was but Garth I, loved, Ennis. I yeah. loved the first movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because it was just like, I was, I think, 10. 
Uh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, it's a dude, like a flaming skull. Well, I don't want to say that if you revisited it, you wouldn't enjoy it, but... Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like- I, I have, and I enjoyed it in the nostalgic sense, kind of like Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, you know? that is a great film, though. Tyrese I mean, is brilliant. <laughs> Come on. Tyrese is... I we think hungry. Shining, Ty- Tyrese is a shining light, I think, of the Fast and Furious he is absolutely he because he brings the comedy that you need in those exactly i mean i haven't watched one of those films in years but um that's another if i recall I get into again you want to get into the fast and because well, i haven't seen the franchise since uh paul walker passed away like since that would have well that would have been a good place to end the series oh anyway, yeah yeah for sure know? but now i'm like curious because i was listening to um how did this get made yeah, yeah they yeah. did like to lead up for fast x they did a um, excuse me, sorry, I'm burping because I'm having a beer. Um, <laughs> they did the lead up to Fast X. They did this thing where they uh, re like uploaded their um, live shows that they did about like the previous Fast movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was just so funny. It was yeah. just so funny how much they made fun of these movies that I'm like, <laughs> I need to watch these movies to get the jokes that this podcast is making. Oh yeah, like I would, I would, I would definitely, I that would. I would be convinced to go back and watch those films if I could watch it with like um, a DVD commentary by the guys from How I oh, How Did This Get Made. I think that would be like, like my, a watch along. my the GOAT collaboration to do with this podcast. I think that would be my favorite people to do it with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like if we were to ever do a collab, the people who did How Did This Get Made, I think would be great. Oh, totally. So who yeah. would you have? Who, oh, who would, who would be the, my dream guest for the what podcast? What I dream guest, but like dream... Collab. Like collab or like so it would be other podcasters, other podcasts. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, my initially my mind is going towards other film podcasts that I listen to a lot, well, I but guess I feel that like makes sense. yeah, but I feel like that's kind of boring. I feel like it'd be more interesting if you got someone who was a podcaster who's not known for talking about films whatsoever. Um, like I don't know, like boring answer, but like Louis Theroux. I'd love well, to come yeah, in and do chat an about movies guy. with Louis Theroux. Yeah, 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 Louis Theroux would be interesting. And I think he has what? I think he just signed an exclusive deal with Spotify. Oh, has he? Yeah, for, the, for Louis Theroux. Spotify, man. Um, Sorry, we love you, Spotify. Thanks for hosting our podcast. <laughs> well, Spotify have been firing a shit ton of people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No shit, because... All right, we're, we're veering into a number of different topics here. I don't even know how we yeah, go no, on to this. It's, but it's, a, it's a mid-season shit show. This is a free <laughs> flow. There is no structure to this. This is what happens when Raph, when Raph is. But... Um, so, um, yeah, Spotify, they've, they've invested like millions and millions and millions yeah. and millions. I think close to over a billion yeah. in podcasting in the last few years because they've wanted to become the preeminent, uh, content creator or yeah. publisher for podcasting. Yeah. And, I think um, in the last four years. Yes. Yeah, so they've yeah. thrown these massive, um, uh, fees or acquisition fees at like very famous podcasts like, uh, Joe Rogan, for example. Um, but then they've also, um, well, put a lot, a lot of money of into like, as well. yeah. And they've had a lot, all of nearly all of the original programming has uh, not all of it, but a lot of it has failed to lift off. Yeah. And the podcasts that are, that are doing the most or doing the best numbers on their platform are podcasts that were bigger, were famous before they came to Spotify. Yeah. Like Rogan's podcast, like the yeah. ringer stuff. Um, yeah. Rogan, the ringer. Um, like, so like, like Santino, when, I'm when sure, I, you know, all um, those guys. Well, those aren't um, exclusive to, pop, right. to Spotify, but um, so oh, they had um, Dak uh, Shepard's podcast. Was is it, that um, exclusive to Spotify? It is now, yeah. Okay, so I think the ones that were originals was the Obamas, and they've left. 
Yes. Um, they had Meghan Markle. Yes. That one failed. Archetypes. Yeah, yeah. they left after like less one season, I think. The Obamas? No, um, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry were paid 20 million. Yeah, but that for a was a podcasting deal. And they left was, after 12 nobody episodes. Nobody was listening to it. Yeah. I'm the, the statistics were not that great for that episode, for that show. Um, but pretty much my journey, like me personally, my journey in podcasting was when Spotify basically started up this whole podcasting thing in 2019. And it happened with the acquisition of Gimlet and another company of which I can't remember right now. Excuse me, another burp. <laughs> um, but Gimlet um, have a podcast called Startup. Yes, yes, yes. And that podcast is a podcast about them starting up their podcast company. It's a very meta. Right, very yeah, meta. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and I listened to that on Spotify and that's really what drove me to to start podcasting and to oh, become you know, a producer and stuff. It was one of my wow. favorite podcasts because I love business. I love entrepreneurship and I love creating things. And I thought yeah. it was just great. And I really connected with the founder of Gimlet and his journey into like creating the name for the company. And then to find out four years later, which is a month ago that the entire company has been axed except for like 2%. Yes, and that's yeah. not just Gimlet. It's also... Is it Podbean or like Podchaser or uh, I can't remember what it is, but Gimlet and uh, that company were reduced to 2% of their staff. That's and insane. In, and it's turned into Spotify Studios. Um, so, yeah, like we used to be on Transistor, which is also owned by Spotify. And I think they recently bought back their company. Right, right. Or something like that. Uh, yeah. Although we've moved from Transistor because it wasn't the greatest platform and for us. And we're now on ACAST. We're on ACAST now. ACAST, which is also um, <clears throat> producing or, like, has, has not, I guess, like, bought the rights to a lot of podcasts. Like, like yeah. WTF with Mark Maron, which yeah. is one of my favorite podcasts, is now sponsored by ACAST. Mm. Um, but I'm not sure if they're There's no exclusive or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not but, sure if um, they're, like, exclusive in-house things. Yeah. Um, would you have Mark Barron? I would love Mark Maron. I yeah. don't know if he... I don't know if he would put up with my bullshit i, I feel like, like he'd be really tired of us very quickly that's true i think stand-ups like we've had one stand-up comedian right on the most depressing movie we did uh yeah uh, ali woods ali woods. woods who shout out has got um a special, a special. on youtube yeah shout out shout out ali woods with a special i need to watch that actually M- me too although yeah. I, I okay my excuse there's no way ali is listening so he won't be offended by this but my excuse for not um the, watching his special is because i've actually seen it performed uh, at Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Oh shit! And I've seen him. I've seen him perform in several different places in London as well. So I'm fairly certain that I've seen pretty much all of the special in some form mm. or another. Nice. But people should. It's great. I can tell you, yeah. it's fantastic. Well, Ali's, should check it out. Ali's stuff recently has been hilarious. Like he's been making it big on Instagram. He's like, huge. I saw his stuff being reposted by a few of the meme, like the meme yeah, uh, the, accounts the meme that I've queens. Been, yeah, the meme accounts that I've been watching. So. Uh, Shout out to Ali. Oh, no, yeah. I've, I've like met, I've met people from different continents and they're like, um, and they're like, which comedians do you like? And they just mention, oh, I really like this guy, Ali Woods. I found his yeah. stuff on Instagram and they live in like Australia or in America yeah. or in Singapore. And that, I went to university with that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's awesome. It's fucking crazy. Um, so but wait, wait, who would you like to have to collaborate with apart well, from yeah, the, the How Did This Get Made How guys? Did This Get Made guys? Um, for 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 the movie newbie, I feel like I like I want more fun and like uh, jokes. 
So I'd like to have them. Banter. Or I would like to have the people from, um, fucking, what's it called? Uh, you can't, can't believe it's a fish. Uh, shit. The QI, the QI show. Uh, oh, I know the one you're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hi. But it's like it's like the podcast offshoot of QI. The well, yeah, it's series, the, yeah. the writers from QI. Oh, yeah. They have a podcast where they basically talk about a random fact. Mm. And I love their, like, nerdy banter. And I feel like it would fit in with, with the movie Newbie. Yeah, that'd be um, good. Because, yeah, if, 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 like, I invited, like, one of my favorite stand-ups, we'd just, like, make fun of the movie. The entire yeah, time. yeah, of like, course. There, there, wouldn't, there wouldn't be any, like, substance to it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think, we, I think we, we could definitely do with a little bit more of that energy on our yeah. podcast sometimes. That's why I feel like we still, we really need, I mean, this is kind of de- delving into the territory of how did this get made. But I do think we should want, at some point in the near future, do a theme on terrible movies or movies yeah. that are so bad they're good that yeah, we, yeah. That we, and just rip into I've, it i've always wanted to do that yeah we the, should we should the the best worst movies absolutely we yeah. should and we should do a theme where each one of us picks the best worst movies mm. so we get three movies still i saw monkey bones for me Mon- is that the one with um brendan fraser yeah with brendan fraser yeah it's, it's i don't know if it's bad but i don't know if it's good it's just weird yeah I'd probably do like Camp Rock or something like that. Camp Rock. <laughs> Is that the one where they're, they're like coming down a hill and they're like, yeah, yes! Camp Rock. Camp Rock. <laughs> Camp Rock. <laughs> and there's so many great memes from that movie. Like there's this bit where this, um, this like girl does like this, this one of the, the students, she's like on the most random electronic robot noise and going like, Oh yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, and everyone's like, this is really good. And then he cut to like some kids being like, <laughs> they were like the token black kid being like, yeah, this is, this rocks. This rocks. I can break this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's terrible. You've got like the Jonas brothers as well. Uh, oh. That reminds me of like, um, do you remember growing up in like the two thousands? I guess, um, they had a movie for every sport. Mm. Like there was always like a rags to riches, like, Ooh, she's a girl. But she's not like a hot girl. She wants to play basketball. Oh yeah, and yeah. Then she plays yeah, exactly. then she plays basketball. And like oh. all the guys, there's like a male coach who won't let her play on the team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all I want to do, Dad. Yeah, it's like, but- yeah. But you're my daughter. You got to wear a dress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like the template for about a hundred movies in yeah. the nineties. And then they did the exact same thing, but instead of a human, it would be a dog, like a golden. Oh yeah, like Air Buds. <laughs> yeah. But how many sports did Airbud play? There was like a basketball one. There was like a football one. There was um, like yeah. a beach volleyball one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck. I was going to transition with speaking of other dead dogs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they realize that all the Airbud dogs are dead now. Yeah. Um, and the guy, the, the guy, the dog from Red Dead passed away recently. What? The actor dog. That played the dog in Red Dead. No, wait, that was a real dog? Yeah, it's like a famous actor, German Shepherd dog. Oh, that that Um, makes me sad, man. Yeah. Don't forget to pet the dog. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I love... Just thinking about that game makes me... Well, the second game makes me cry. Thinking about what happened to Arthur. I think everyone cries in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Is the horse from Red Dead Redemption real? Oh, I have no idea. Probably. Uh, Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) But, um... Yeah. Uh, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Yeah, good, good segue. Um, well, I watched yeah in Across the Spider Verse. That was really mm-hmm. good. Um, I, in terms of movies, I, 
I don't know if we talked about this on the last podcast, but I watched um, a film called Close recently. Um, I it's don't a think Bel- you have. It's a Belgian film. No, we didn't. Um, yeah, it was on Mubi. It's in, um, and it kind of garnered a lot of attention because I think it's done quite well internationally at the box office, but also the premise it, there's a really upsetting twist in the movie, so it's known to be quite a tearjerker. I won't give anything away, but the film is basically a study of these two young boys who are sort of on the edge of pubescence or puberty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're prepubescent. They're like 11, 12 years old. They live in a rural town in Belgium, and they're extraordinarily close. Mm-hmm. Like They just have... Um, um, a really close friendship. They sleep in the same bed as one another. They spend every day together. And then the movie basically starts at the end of the summer when they start going to school, um, to, to middle school, I guess, or secondary school. And people around them, other kids start noticing how close they are. Yeah. And start wondering if they are, um, a couple mm. or sexually attracted to one another. Mm. And that kind of rips apart their friendship. The idea that suddenly they have to think about this other dimension. Right. And I won't, I won't talk too much about where I won't give away where the story goes, but it's one of those films where it's, it's almost impossible to watch it without crying. Like it's just, it's almost like designed in a lab by a scientist to make you cry or to make tears fall out of your eyes. Um, so I find, I found it to be kind of manipulative in a way. And I felt like some aspects of it were forced but I did cry. I did find it very emotional. And the two young boys that play the um, the two male leads are just extraordinary. There's like this, I, I think we've spoken about this on this podcast before, but there's this idea that um, younger actors, children in particular, if, 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 if um, sort of worked with in the right way, can produce better performances or more authentic performances than even the most classically trained mm. adult actor because they can tap into something that's sort of unself-aware. And that's what I felt watching this movie. So I think for that reason alone, it's worth watching, although it's 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 very distressing, I have to say. Were there any similarities to that movie that we watched? Um, what's the one, that French movie with the two boys? Oh, um, 400 Blows? Yeah. Uh, yes, I would guys? say a little bit, although he's not. they're not as naughty as, yeah. as the kids <laughs> in that movie. Um, but yeah, absolutely, I think so, because you're watching... Yeah. You're watching a sort of innocence and youth being destroyed in front of your own eyes. One hundred percent. So it's very powerful on that, on that, in that sense, anyway. And I think the the idea of studying like kind of intimacy between children, which is a very uncomfortable subject for a lot of people, because mm-hmm. I think people worry that it will broach into something that's inappropriate, or you're like you're sexualizing children. But I think it's 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 really interesting from a psychological standpoint. So. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to hear what you think. Um, yeah. no, I, I, it sounds like a movie that I'd watch. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, what's it called again? Close, Close. I think is the English title. I don't know what I the feel Belgian like title I've is. I've heard of this movie. I yeah. You may have, have seen the, the, you may have seen the poster on the yeah, tube at some point. Or like a trailer for it. Yeah. Um, um but the premise sounds very familiar. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if you'd have, um, seen it before, but so I'm just trying to bring up my, um, my letterbox list to see what else I've, I've watched recently. I haven't watched a lot of movies. I've been, watch- I've been traveling a bit more recently. And yeah. I've, and I've, um, <clears throat> oh, um, I did watch, I think you might enjoy this. I watched White Men Can't Jump. 
The second uh, one? No, the original. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, not the remake. Not, no, no. Well, I've watched I watched the remake recently. I started it because I, I enjoyed White Men Can't Jump, the original, yeah. so much. I really enjoyed it. I was yeah. like, this is really fun. And I tried to watch the Disney. I was watching on Disney Plus, And they're yeah. like, oh, why don't you check out the remake with fucking Jack Harlow? Yeah. And I, I watched about 15 minutes. So I was like, I'm out. I'm out. Like, I watched. I'm like, you're not Woody Harrelson. I remember I tried to watch it. And then. Have you seen the original, though? I have seen the original. And the do you like the great. original? I yeah. do like the original. Yeah. It's Wesley Snipes. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Great, great, um, great combo. Great duo. I think the second one is great for the audience that they're trying to target. Which is, like, well, like contemporary Gen, I would say Gen like Z or millennials? Younger than Gen Z. Like, what is it? Would it be Gen A again? Um, oh. I like, didn't even know there was something younger than... I thought Gen Z was like TikTok generation. Yeah, so Gen Z, I think, is anything after 1995. Oh. And then 2005 onwards is um, the new kids. So like kids who are in high school right now, in middle school. They're not Gen Z. They're not considered Gen Z. Damn. Yeah, Gen Z are the the new kids on the block. In the are they like course. Gen Y or something then? Fuck knows. <laughs> no, we're... No, Gen Y is... So like, Gen X and then Gen Z... Then then we're millennials. Gen, millennials are Gen Y, I think. Oh, are we? I, I have no idea. Dude, to be fair, I don't know. All right, fine. Okay, but you're saying point I'm is saying teenagers, like young kids people. right now who the are kids, between the 16 youth. and maybe like people who are in university who are 22. Because Jack Harlow is like the hottest guy on the block right now for... Yeah. For... Um, like he's funny he plays basketball pretty well um he's a good act he's actually i don't like his music actor. but i saw him in dave have you watched season three yeah i've of seen dave? him in dave i haven't seen actually no i haven't seen him in oh dave. okay so uh not to cut you up but he's he shows up in an ep there's some insane celebrity cameos in the latest season, season of dave. three right yeah oh, I, I won't spoil it i won't yeah, spoil yeah. it but he Jack Harlow shows up in an episode set in the Met Gala. Right. And he actually plays like the villain basically. Right. Who's like the more famous popular white. version of Dave. Yeah, because they and like, he squares, he to play on like yeah, yeah, a white rapper. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And I thought he was actually very funny, even though I've always thought Jack Harlow seemed really annoying. Oh. But I I've never listened to his music really. You see, so. like I'm also not really a fan of his music, but um I think on YouTube a few years ago there was uh, they have like a celebrity basketball thing and Jack Harlow and this guy called Drewski, who's this, um, basically his like partner in crime yeah. comedian kind of guy. And they were hilarious because they were, I guess the kind of like commentators for this celebrity basketball thing. And Jack Harlow made me laugh so much. So I was like, you know what? I can see a career in acting here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So I was curious, and I was like, hmm, let me see. And I put it on, and then I basically finished the movie. Was it, so was, was it decent? Like, was it any good? I mean, it's an easy watch if you're, like, hungover, you have nothing else to do. Like, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, like, it was It was honestly a funny movie. Okay. Very um, predictable. Uh, like, if you have, like, a young cousin or nephew or niece or whatever, I'd watch it with them. Um but nothing like the, the original. Well, like, I, what I liked about the original was like the street hustling aspect of it. Yeah. Like that's the premise of the original, which came yeah. out in like the early 90s. Fun fact, it was apparently one of Stanley Kubrick's favorite films. Oh, really? Random. Yeah. That's yeah. so random. Um, but the, it's like they're street hustlers. They play ball for money on the yeah. streets and they hustle other people. Yeah. And I like that kind of that grift. And you have Rosie Perez, who's really awesome. Mm. 
And then there's just there that isn't in the remake, is it? It's like well, they they're playing like the, a, a like in a competition, right? Well, there is a competition aspect of it, but it starts off with them trying to hustle each other. Right, right, right. Yeah, right and they're yeah. like, "Oh, he's a white guy. He yeah, can't yeah, play." Yeah. And then he gets hustled, and it's like, "Oh, it's a like a basically the black guy is like a um how do I say it." A failed pro, like he got an injury. He could have, got, yeah, he yeah, got yeah. an injury, basically, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Um, yeah, your typical, yeah, yeah, um, sure, sure. story. Uh, pause. Um, I'm just gonna get another beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's in the bathroom. No, no, I'm good actually. As you can hear, I have returned with my beer. Um, yeah, so you watch the original. Uh, white man, white man can jump. Yeah, and I've been watching. There's been quite a bit of tele- good television Did you recently. Silo. No, I haven't even started Silo. Is that oh, okay. any good? Is that well, what I'm you've been try- watching? I'm, no, I'm going to start it. Okay. Because um, I just realized that Lorna is still logged on to my TV with oh. Apple TV, and I didn't know that she was. So, ah. Yeah, so I've been going through uh, Ted Lasso season three. Mm. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's I, we finished too it, much but of it. Dude, so episode, there's like an episode that was like an hour and 15 minutes. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Like, well, Why? Like, I hate the fact that they've made all the children in the show the adults. You know, like, they're the voice of reason. I hate precocious kids as, like, a character type as well. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, I get it, like, a little bit, but come on, guys. And then it's it's just way too comical now. I know. I know, it's, it's like almost making fun of itself with how like weird it is like, yeah absolutely and i yeah and i just it's didn't, not enjoyable anymore. and i don't it's like how cringy. like how childish all of the football players and mm, the team act mm. like now that they, they all want to like i don't know sew or something or like yeah learn dances rather than act like yeah. football players and i know yeah. that's Kind of the cute joke, but I feel like they've just taken it to the extreme. Yeah, exactly. Like they all act like Ted Lasso now. Well, not just that. It's like remember when um, Marco Rojas came into this, to this yeah, show, the, in the first season. Yes, where he's like football is life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I was like, that's cool because he's like an outlier because the rest of them yeah. are just like moody assholes. Basically, yeah, yeah. They, they seemed like footballers. Yeah, but in season three, literally, they all have their own catchphrase and yeah. like they're all kind of like a caricature. And I was like, it's just not funny anymore it's it's such a shame because i love these characters but it just kind of doesn't work for me anymore yeah i don't know yeah it's like it's kind of like i'm watching it just to get through it rather than because i'm enjoying it and i'm like oh next episode next episode yeah yeah absolutely i mean it, i watched it with nearing and my girlfriend and we it's kind of a show that we started watching together early on in our relationship so it was nice to sort of see it out to the end mm-hmm. And she's a really big fan of it. I I have been a big fan of it, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like it, it it kind of lost the plotting a little bit. I think it lost sight of what people enjoyed so much mm-hmm. about the first season, which is not not just the the hopeful message and the the yeah. the, the, the adorable qualities of it, but also the fact that it was just tight storytelling. It yeah. was a workplace comedy as well. It was focused yeah. mo- mainly around how to train this team. Yeah. And now every character has their own side plots. Yeah. We're like watching one character set up their own PR agency. We're watching. Yeah. Like, and then it was like, no one cares. Like, yeah. just give us a half hour comedy. Yeah. With some good, you know, messages at the end. Yeah. And, and the, some I jokes like, about, about football. Which and is, the, I feel like there are loads of forced, um, I feel like there's loads of forced 
political commentary and like yeah. a social, uh, like, I, I don't know what the word would be. Like, but every stress. episode was like, we're going to take on this really big issue in yeah. football or in the world, you know? Yeah. So like, there's like an episode about LGBT, like homophobia in football, yeah. or there's an episode about the super league and stuff. And like, well, a lot of that stuff's really important, but they just homophobia like they in football and then homophobia in the workplace. Well, not the workplace, but like, um, the the Keely um yeah her relationship with her relationship her. with her boss which is like totally inappropriate I was like people yeah why would you be rooting for a relationship with your someone who's funding your like Company. I feel like that's that's that power dynamics really problematic it was, anyway. it was really strange and it's not oh I can't, it's, she looks like Daisy Ridley or is it it is the, no it star, isn't right? yeah no, I don't think it is it's but. the Star Wars yeah it looks like the Star Wars girl yeah 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 um but anyways yeah I, there's just a lot with season three that I was, that I'm not happy with. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're going to finish it though. Yeah. I'm going to eventually finish it and then I'm going to start <laughs> silo. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't really seen anything new recently. Although I am going to go see the, that Wes Anderson film tomorrow. Yes. Oh, you're going to um, see it tomorrow. Yeah. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Genesis. Uh, oh, love Genesis. Yeah. Good cinema. Um, what's the movie called? Asteroid City. Asteroid City. And I know it's got some good reviews. So, yeah, I'm, um, I'm, and I know you're a big, um, Wes Anderson fan, as am yeah. I. I'm a big, um, Symmetry fan. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. So actually, it's really good that you bring that up because I did have a, a, a question. Are you aware of the accidentally Wes Anderson theme on TikTok? I have a huge problem with this. Okay. Thing. Yeah. I thought you might. So it, why don't you tell me what your thoughts are? Just because it's symmetrical and it has like a certain filter does not make it Wes Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Wes Anderson is a very, very specific thing. Yes. And people just think if you put a little bit of jazz and your filter is a little bit orange. Or you have like some pastel colors. Pastel colors. And there's like a little bit of symmetry. Yeah. And you're just standing still while someone does a menial task. It does not make you fucking Wes Anderson. Yeah. Please, please stop. Yeah, please stop. no, I I agree, and I think it's <laughs> and it's like it's it, it was probably like a funny joke initially. I mean, the first like, few that I saw were cool. Yeah, and then right, and I just think it's kind of it's reducing a lot of. I think it's taking what what Wes Anderson probably really doesn't like about his critic uh, reception to his films, which is people often think his movies are just defined by that dollhouse aesthetic or the symmetrical yeah. aesthetic. And yes, he likes that, obviously, but there's, it's one, it's so much more handcrafted and two, there's so much more to his aesthetic beyond that and yeah. his style. And I think just because you're centered in the middle of the frame so, doesn't mean you're like a Wes Anderson. Yeah. Like one shot that they did not do is that I think it's a very Wes Anderson frame or maybe I'm mistaking it with someone else, but it is like a, oh no, I'm mistaking it with, um, what's his name? Spike Lee. Hmm. Well, there's a shot of basically like a person in frame oh, and so then Spike, walking with. So Spike Lee has that tracking shot where the tracking shot. they put them on like um on wheels. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it looks like they're walk like they're moving, but you can't because see them walking. Yeah, basically. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's sort of they're sort of like floating almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm mixing it up. But anyways, um, yeah. I I hate this trend. Yeah, <laughs> I really hate the trend. What I do like is the the trend of like AI changing like. 
where they're like um, Harry Potter, but it's Balenciaga. Oh, yeah. And they use AI to yes. change what the characters would look like in the and movie. And they've done that for Wes Anderson. They've done like the, yeah. success, the cast of Succession. If yeah. you're in a Wes Anderson Or they did, film. they did Harry Potter as well. Or yeah. Or like uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, those, those are pretty cool. I thought those were like really cool ways of reimagining. Yeah, film. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say... Uh, because this actually just reminded me, because you watched um, Into the Spider-Verse? No. Uh, it's called Across the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. Terrible SEO, these sequels. Yeah, it's terrible. It's impossible to distinguish them. But because um, I went to Wales recently and I stayed in a cabin in the woods, Ooh. how much do you think that movie influenced like the Spider-Verse thing? Because it's like... You know how there's all these Spider-Mans and everything. The like, movie Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, because you a good know question. the ending of that movie. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. had to like um, individually design like 200 monsters or something. Oh, that's sick. I haven't seen that film since it came out. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's great. Really, it's, un- it's shit. Like it's not shit. No, but it's it's clever. It's isn't good. It? It's clever. It's like weird. Like I like the universe that they built. Uh, like if this movie was made today, one hundred and thousand percent, it's going to be turned into like a franchise. Uh, yeah, for because sure. they'll spin it off and they'll be like, "Ooh, rah, rah. yeah." But I really liked the premise. I just good idea, not really well executed. Oh, I mean, I remember liking it, but um, oh, so you're saying if it ha- did that influence the Spider Verse films? Maybe I don't know. It's, I'm. It was I mean, weird. it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller who yeah. made the Spider Verse films and. They're insanely talented. Mm. They're the direct, the writer directors behind um, Twenty One Jump Street. They did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. They did. Um, uh, they've done a lot of TV shows like Clone High. Right. They're really, really cool, talented, interesting um, creators. So yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I wonder if there's any comic books that have taken that idea of taking different Spider Mans from different or like different superheroes different iterations or different artists' mm. renderings of those superheroes yeah. and brought them together in the same universe. Well, yeah, I guess that's, like, what made the, that franchise so interesting in comparison to, like, the Marvel franchise. Yeah. Which I still think is the only one that does it well. I yes. think they're all failure. I think we've spoken about this on a previous episode, but other than the Marvel universe, there is no other franchise or universe that have been successful in doing it. In doing the multiverse thing or doing yeah. just like shared universe? Both. Yeah. Multiverse. So this is, uh, I think you might've alluded to it just now, if you don't mind me f- yeah, moving sure. on from this, but I'm currently doing a, uh, a course in transmedia storytelling. Mm. So the, it's kind of like the next level above multimedia storytelling where, um, things are now more connected than ever. And it's because of the consumer of the fact that they're, that's how they're sold on an idea. Now I'm only in week two of the course and it's an eight week course. So this is only two weeks of knowledge, <laughs> yeah. but basically, um, nowadays when you're trying to pitch an idea or at least you can maybe explain to this, explain yeah. this to me a little bit more, but people just don't just want stories. So let's say, in the back in the day, you pitch a story and that story would be like, Hey, cool. You can make that into a movie or we can turn that into a TV show. Then after that, you can be like, okay, no, I actually want to pitch a character because these characters can then be placed into any movie, any book, any whatever. Mm. Um, and then after that, it's like, you can, no, let's 
take it away from that and pitch certain things. And then you get to the point where you're actually pitching a universe where it's like, no matter what happens in no matter what timeline of that universe, it still works. So this is kind of something that I, you can see in maybe uh, Star Wars would be the best example of it because in the movie universe, it's doing very poorly, but mm. in within books, video games and, and graphic novels, the Star Wars universe is actually very successful at the moment. Like it's 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 yeah it's it's on an upward trend uh, at the moment. Yeah, so okay. like that's where people are, let's say, getting a positive experience rather than the last trilogy. Or, yeah, uh, what was the last movie that came out? Um, uh, was it Return of Skywalker or the Rise what, of Skywalker? Was that the last film? I think so. I think they put a whole. They've done a couple of TV shows, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, because some of the TV shows have sucked. Except, um, was it Andor? Andor was pretty good. That's what I've heard. I've not seen any of them. Andor is pretty. So they're saying it's better to pitch a universe than to pitch a single character or story. Not that it's better, but it's more. um, How do you say? uh, Immersive. So, like for example, uh, one of the examples that they talked about was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Season seven ended on Netflix and season eight started in a comic book. And that's like the power of yeah. transmedia storytelling, right. how you can continue stories in different forms and um, take it on from there. And I think it was kind of a concept that was really cool in like the early to mid ages of the internet. Yes, like, like Clerks, like Clerks, they had like an animated sequel. Like, I yeah, remember at some yeah. Point. yeah, yeah. Or, but I mean, even the lead to the lead, I remember watching a documentary on the making of Mission Impossible and to the lead up of Mission Impossible 2. Now, Mission Impossible 2 is a funny <laughs> movie. Yeah. Like, it's, it's interesting, you know, like I remember him, you know, climbing up like rock climbing yeah, 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 yeah. and his Oakley glasses on yeah, like, yeah. the mission and stuff. And the lead up to that movie, I think they dropped a trailer on like a fake search engine that they created that turned into like a mission. And it was like, oh, and yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, Ethan Hunt, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And that's using transmedia storytelling to immerse the, yeah. the consumer in a way, which I find super interesting. So that's why I'm studying. The, so that is so what, yeah. What, so how did you find yourself signing up to this course? Or well, like- I, I wanted to do a journalism course. And then I was like, you know what, let's just see what's in media. And um, I remember one of the people that got me back into podcasting was this girl called Nina. Yeah. I met her in Argentina and she's from Australia. And I think she was going to this university and she was studying uh, media and podcasting at the time. Yeah. So when I was going through the online courses, I was like, oh, wait, this is, I think, the university that they all went to. So I transmedia storytelling. And I was like, I think this would be very beneficial to what I do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just started doing the course and it's been really interesting so far. Oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah. I, that's, uh, so I've just got to say to our listeners, one of the, one of the many things that I admire about Jabril is that <laughs> he's always learning and always educating himself. Like he's, he's like, as long as I've known him, you've always been in addition to doing your university degree, you were always like taking courses online or like looking at, um, other degrees that you can get, but mainly just to acquire skills, but also just sort of develop your own knowledge. And yeah. I feel like you're self-taught. You, you see, so you're someone, we all know that you're anyone who knows Jabril knows that he's got like a toolkit and he's got a lot of different special skills, but nearly all of that stuff is like self-taught. At least you were motivated yourself to sort yeah. of learn that on your own or on the side or as a, as a gig. I, I always think of, um, 
You're like that, a Swiss that, Army knife. I always think of that scene from The Other Guys where Mark Wahlberg is like, or Will Ferrell turns to Mark Wahlberg. I can't remember their character names. He's like, how did you learn how to dance like that? And he yeah. was like, yeah, well, there was a there was a little pansy in my neighborhood. Yeah. And he said ballet dance. And we all learn how to do it and make fun to of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like a lot of that, like growing up, that was kind of my thing, was either learning something to make fun of someone or learning really? something... Yeah, just like, you know, when you're all boys, right? And you're like, oh, dude, that's so lame. And then you're like, oh, what do you do it like this? And then you start getting good at it. And then yeah. you're like, like, I remember shuffling. Oh, learning how to shuffle. Like learning how to shuffle. I was like, oh, learning how to shuffle is lame. And I'm like, oh, what is it? People just do it like this all the time. And then I was like, oh, I can actually you do it. You got really now. into yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, I could do it. So then I just started doing it. And then it was either that or like, if girls liked it, I was like, I'm going to have to learn how to do that. But then I mean, that's why I learned how to play guitar. I think yeah, at seven, yeah. I made the conscious decision that I was like, ooh, girls like Blink-182 and Green Day and blah, blah, blah. I was like, Full I want to play Green, uh, be a guitarist. Yeah. And I guess what stuck was the fact that I was like learning new things. And, and you enjoyed that aspect of it. And you've. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I hate being like, oh, I wish I knew how to do that. Yeah. Because you can learn how to do that. Well, like you're a big advocate for what you can for all the resources that you can get online to learn something like, like I remember when I was trying to learn how to edit, you were like, dude, just YouTube it. And I was like, and I felt you're right. You, you, we have access that people in previous generations Mm. did not. Um, so why not take advantage of that? Yeah. I mean, I like to put it, putting, putting it into simple terms. I'm like, if you want to, I think I've said this to Raph and Raph was like, fuck you, man. But I was like, (laughs) don't like, if you want to act, just act. And I mean, like, it's not such a simple thing, but it's like, if you want to learn how to do something, then just do it and then figure out how to make it easier. So, you know, like if you want to play guitar, just pick up a guitar, play it. And then at some stage, you're going to understand that this is going to be difficult. And this is how you overcome that obstacle. Sure, so sure, like, sure. like just doing the thing yeah, itself yeah. is such a huge thing. Yeah. And like by practicing, you eventually learn what, 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 where your limitations are and how to bypass exactly. them. But then that's how you, I mean, what you're describing right now is kind it's of very like, simple. Is the different, yeah. You're never going to become like a classical pianist that way, No, no. but not everyone needs to be no. able to play yeah. um, Rachmaninoff, you know? Yeah. Like my, like my, a lot of jazz pianists, from exactly. back in the day, didn't have a, didn't go to a, yeah. a, a concert they hall all to learn. The, or to, um, there's a book. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but every jazz artist is supposed to know like a certain book. Fuck, I can't like remember. the American song book. No, no, no. It's, it's a, there's a, it's jazz artists. Like if they're listening, they will know, Yeah. but it's a book. And in the book, there's a bunch of famous jazz songs. And then you can basically, um, play that song in any key. So they can right. be like, so you go to a band. So like, if you play the bass, right. Yeah. Um, and you go to, um, here, let's, we're on this, uh, we're in terminal, right. You know, the movie terminal. Oh, with, well, with the Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he loves jazz. Right. So he goes to, uh, the jazz club and they're like, Hey, why don't you want to play with us? And then usually in the jazz club, they'll be like, Ooh, Blah blah blah, A minor. They yeah, like, yeah, oh, I yeah, see. Yeah. They'll okay. be like, and then everyone they'll be like know. swing time, C minor, because yeah. you know? they know from that book. Yeah, I yeah. see, I see, I see. Um, yeah, I gotcha. Fuck, what that is explains it a lot, actually. What is it called? Oh my gosh. Which is also why 
I hated Whiplash because no one ever did that in Whiplash. No one ever brought Said up that. that. Oh, brought yeah, up yeah. the book in Whiplash. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough then. Um, but that was kind of like that. That movie was maybe for, it's for a people who movie. didn't know it. Yeah, I called Whiplash the the best. It is like a sports. Movie. It's like yeah, one it's of the best sports movies yeah. ever. Yeah, it's like Harry Potter as well. They they call it a jock movie. Oh yeah, Harry Potter's <laughs> such a chad. He's basically the quarterback of his yeah. school. He's Troy. He I'm is absolutely. Much, yeah. Well. Wow, we've covered a lot of ground <laughs> on this hour, episode. Yeah. We got through an hour. Have we got? Have we got yeah, gosh. Well, since no break. Well, since nobody has um has probably made it this far, mm. we can talk about something that's we can. I feel like we can finish this podcast or this episode on something that is so far removed from what the subject of but this podcast not is. Not at all. What? Because it marks the the transfer. Is that what you're talking about? I was going to talk about transfer when I was going to ask you what is the one signing that you want to you want Liverpool to get by the end of this transfer window. Well, I just did a, Manchester United. I did but, do a public um, service annou- announcement to, to just state the, just to talk about the beautiful tenure of one of the Premier League's most legendary players. Oh, Liverpool's I see. Yeah. 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 Former number seven, probably going to go into the books as the, um, player with the most appearances in the Premier League. I and think. also like with the most miles, like cl- distance covered on most the pitch as well. Covered. I think there's only Gareth Barry. Yeah. There's yeah. been more, but it's none other than James Milner who mm-hmm. at the ripe age of 37, I think. Yeah. Is moving to Brighton for a two year contract. Um, Blimey. Great guy. Yeah. Great player. Um, and honestly, like my favorite player. I love this guy. He's so good. He's what do so you love good. about James Milner? Um, well, like the thing was, he was always Other considered boring, boring, J- boring James Milner. Yeah. But actually, his Twitter is fucking hilarious, and I love like his. Oh, uh, is he low key quite funny then? Yeah. So is he kind of like James Blunt? Like everyone thought James Blunt was yeah, a really yeah. boring dickhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it turned out he's like actually fucking hilarious. Yeah, and so I like, can cut you down to size. Yeah, low key, he's like one of the most flair players in Liverpool. Apparently, like in training, he loves to like do like tricks and stuff. Oh. And he's like one of the biggest jokers. Oh, for yeah. real? Oh, I did not know that. I always thought he kind of looked like a caveman. <laughs> and so I assumed he was kind of thick, but yeah, yeah. um, great actually, player and really brilliant smart, captain. Yeah. yeah, I I'm I'm being facetious. I, I obviously I'm, I'm sure he's a, yeah. well. He's clearly an intelligent player on the pitch. Um, yeah. and so I wish him well in the south of England by yeah. the coast. It's the first time he's lived in the south as well. I, I I've I've heard you told me that. Yeah. And I, I'm curious what he's going to be. What he's being brought to. Brighton is he being brought as like sort of a role model to the Brighton players? Because Brighton gonna, are a pretty young. Yeah, I'm going to assume that he's going to do the Lalana role, which is player coach. Yeah, 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 Yeah. for sure. Player coach. But to answer your question, who would I like to have? Who's your number one target? Well, it was not who would you like to have? Who do you think you actually could have a chance of going for and getting this season? It was Jude Bellingham, but he's gone to Real Madrid. Yeah, that that ship has sailed. Yeah, but you guys had that in the palm of your hand. this This is what I'm thinking. Because he's English. He's doing the reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna go to Spain for like two, three years. Three. Or he's four doing years. what most more players from more British players should do, which is playing yeah. outside of England and I then think. come back yeah. for a massive contract. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's probably gonna go to Spain, be successful t- for two years, get racially abused in his third, and then come back. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. come on. Man. No, absolutely. <laughs> no, genuinely, yeah. I, I'm. I'm. I. We've it, talked about this before. We've talked but, about this before. Yeah. Um, but. Target wise, 
Like who's on the radar for Liverpool at the moment? Well, yeah, you we, got, we McAllister. got McAllister. We, for a great I, deal as yeah. well. For 30, was it 35 35 mil? or 40 mil. Um, honestly, I really wanted... Uh, like I'd, I'd love to have Mount or Declan Rice, but it seems like they, they're going to go to either United or City or... Arsenal, Arsenal. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Uh, so I, 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 I'm a season ticket holder from West Ham United and I watched Declan Rice. I've been watching him play... Okay, wait, wait, wait. Two years. How funny is it that they try to make West Ham a fucking like top side in Ted Lasso? Oh, dude, and it's so that ironic because laugh. no, it's it's and, and it's jokes because like obviously when they probably started writing that season, West Ham were like a top ten, top half squad, and then they proceeded to have one of the shittest yeah. seasons in recent years. Well, I guess it's because they like had a fake takeover in the show. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. But they tried to act as if they were like sort of a name brand team yeah, in the yeah. same way that um like a Chelsea or a they, they tried to United them because like when they were seeing blowing bubbles and then the Richmond players were like <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> I was like no. I mean the, the the real reason they probably did West Ham is because they could actually get access to the stadium. Because the stadium yeah. isn't owned by so it's not owned I was like it would make Ham. more sense for Chelsea to have been that team actually, yeah. to have been the villainous London yeah. squad. Um, cause they are actually rich and have won a lot of well, stuff in the history. In the first season, wasn't Chelsea like the main? I thought it was player? like, um, or was, it uh, City? was it City? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause, cause Tart, Tart was, yeah. yeah. But, um, uh, but yeah, so yeah, all three of those, uh, Mount or Declan Rice would be amazing. You just need like, you want that, that ace liver, uh, midfield player. But I'd say, for, uh, yeah. I'd say for United, I think we really just need a striker. We just need a striker. Right now, we're focusing on Mount or like even like Caicedo. Caicedo, how do you pronounce his name? Caicedo, yeah. Caicedo, which is like obviously, if we could afford him, fantastic. Don't think we can, but we just need a striker. So I'd, I'd love. Um, it's tough because there aren't that many good strikers out there, actually. Uh, fucking what's his name? I mean, uh, Osman would be yeah, Osman would be good, but Osman. can't afford him, and also he's actually injured like a third of the time. True. So, he's always injured, yeah. He's, um, he's injured so I'd bit. say Osman, but I would love honestly I'd I'd love we just need our own Salah or something like that. Or, yeah. or see like Okay, maybe we can talk about this a little bit, but um I feel so bad for Harry Kane. Yeah. I feel really Let him go, he, Levy, like you bastard. He deserves He's so given much your better. team so much. Yeah, he deserves so much better, but I, f- I think it's he's, it's a little too late for him now. Unless he moves to uh, like Bayern. Come on, he's only 29 years old. He's 29? I thought he was yeah, 32. He's, no, no, he's only 29 oh. years old. I feel like he should move to Bayern. Get him a few, like, first, like... Yeah, get him a taste of medals. silverware. But he's, yeah. he's never going to be better than he is now, I like, think. Would he be... A Van Persie to, to, for Manchester United? He could be. I actually, so I've not always been the biggest support proponent of him coming to United just because I feel like we need younger players. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think, I think I he also, could be. I think I, he, I also don't he think he's goals. a good enough leader. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's I not think enough. he's a shit captain. Yeah, but we've got yeah. Casemiro. We've got, we've got Bruno. We've got a lot of other captains in our squad, I think. But I don't, I, I don't feel like Man United has, good leaders i don't know i know people don't like bruno because they think like, i know bruno, everyone hates bruno because he he's, he's a whiner. He, he whines and he, but he's passionate and he's yeah. he's he's really um he's a leader in the dressing room but like i feel like it extends from the top to the bottom sure like you won't ha- i guess 
I can see Casemiro. I can see Casemiro. Casemiro is the only one. Casemiro's learning English. He's learned English already. He's so passionate on the field. Yeah. Um, I could see him being a really, a really positive influence. Like, don't get me wrong. I, it's not that I don't like players like Anthony or Garnacho or the way they act, but like, we used to have players like that in Liverpool and Man City used to have players like that at Man City. And they, we never won anything until we got rid of those players. Yeah. And I like feel you had like, like Coutinho and no Coutinho Torres. was fine, but we had players like fucking Balotelli and yeah uh, troublemakers <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah or like players that trouble really, geniuses trouble geniuses uh, on font terribles no I didn't mean yeah, geniuses yeah, like yeah, that. yeah 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 that's something like they're 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 masterful players but they're they're like you said they're troublemakers yeah, yeah. and I feel like without a true like so like do you think Garnacho and and Anthony would do their antics when like a fucking super angry James Milner or Van Dyke is like on their ass. Like, yo, you fucking play like that. I mean, they've got Ten Hag who's, who's like quite yeah. a disciplinarian. I think, but I feel like Casemiro's the only one. Yeah. That can be like that. Yeah. I think, I think Casemiro's got the only one who's had, he's got yeah. the experience as well. He's the yeah. only one who's actually been part of a winning team mm. in recent memory. Um, yeah, I, I think so. But, yeah, I don't know. That's probably not Bruno. You're right. Mm. But anyway, that's my answer. We yeah. really went into the weeds of, of we football. We did. We did. <laughs> we and... put, I, you know how you said there's data you can see when people stop listening? Yeah. I'm really curious to see <laughs> what percentage drop well, off after I'm gonna we start put, talking about apparently football. Apparently now, like I just saw it the other day, uh, but on Spotify, you can like uh, put timestamps. Oh, yeah. So uh, I've been listening to the Andrew Huberman podcast, which is a great health podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, it was really great because I could skip, like, mm. excuse me. Oh, my gosh. A fucking beer. We're going to have to edit to get all of these burps. No, I feel like just leaving the entire thing. Yeah. Let's see. Just <laughs> no, I mean, I want to edit them. Out. No, I don't want to edit them out. I mean, I want to compile them all into a separate oh, edit. <laughs> 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 um, uh, fuck, what was I saying? You're talking about Andrew Huberman and oh, yeah. timestamps. So yeah, you can like skip the intro, you can skip the adverts and yeah. go straight into the conversation. That's good because sometimes they'll put the timestamps in the bottom show notes, but because of ads that are yeah. now custom, they won't be accurate, the timestamps. Uh. So they'll be like, spoilers end here. And then, and then you go to there and then you end up listening, hearing the end of the spoiler or something like that. Because, right. because the, uh, you know how the ad, like I went to Sicily last week. And when I was there, the ads were in Italian. So yeah. they just, they have, I think, algorithms that just <laughs> plug in the ads at moments that they have been either left open for ad space or yeah. just they've been able to judge that's a good ad break yeah, like, so, using sort of artificial intelligence, I guess. But um, I guess it depends on like what player you're listening on. Um, but yeah, like for example, Andrew Huberman uses Spotify ads, I'm going to guess. Sure. So it doesn't affect... The timestamps. Oh, I see. See, maybe yeah. that's the reason to listen to Spotify podcasts. I don't. I am loyal to my shitty Apple podcast app. Yeah. But I've always well, used it. to be fair, Apple podcast app, Spotify podcast app, garbage. They're like proper podcast apps. Isn't it like, like um, me for plot? Like for what, what, are, what are the best? What's the best one? See, I don't know. Cause like. Acast is meant to be pretty good, right? No, but Acast isn't uh, like an app to listen uh, to podcasts on. Like think of like your platform to listen to music. There's specific ones just to listen to podcasts. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, this is a huge thing that I've seen like a conversation that people have been having on LinkedIn and stuff, but I'm, I'm like, wait, what do you mean people like download specific 
like a platform just to listen to podcasts. That's what I, I, I know people who download apps because they can, um, create, lists. they can also like, also you, they'll, one of my friends uses an app because it, it has the option to edit out all the dry, all the, um, dead air basically. Oh, and all really? the gaps. And he's like, he's kind of like you with movies where he's like, he wants to get to the end quicker. Mm. So he's like, cause he's all about efficiency. So he likes editing. So it edits out all the, the gaps and all the ums and ahs. Mm. So that you just get, but I was like, I, I, I actually like my podcast longer and I like pauses. In I the like the pause. Like, yeah, yeah. It sounds more natural for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like for movies, I just need to put that in there. Um, I feel like, it's not that I don't like the, the long gaps. It's, I feel like some movies just push it for too long. What, what, but what, what do you mean by a gap in this case? It's like the building of tension. Sometimes I feel like, uh, a lot of movies, or even TV shows. Like there was one episode of The Last of Us. I think it was maybe episode three or four, mm. where for the entire episode, the movie was, I mean, sorry, the, the music was just building tension. Yeah. And yeah. there was no crescendo. And there were yeah. parts of it where it was just like maybe two to three minutes of just intense buildup. And I was like, Ugh. yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. like for me musically, I was like, please just drop. The beast. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, and, and it didn't happen. Yeah. No, so. I get that. It's 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 all about balancing it, I suppose, yeah. and having a purpose. Well, a good balance and a good purpose would be to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And on that note, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. If you want more of these kinds of episodes where we just shoot the shit, let's shoot the shit. Shoot the shit. And. Um, yeah, yeah, let, us know, let us know, please. If you thought this was horrible, though, let us know, too. Yeah. We'll, we'll never do this again. Because <laughs> this is an hour and 15 minutes. It's kind of like our first few episodes. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Bringing it back. But, uh, yeah. Um, I don't even know what we're going to title this episode. We've covered so much yeah. shit. I mean, we'll, uh, we'll just call we'll it, just shoot, call it shoot, shoot, Shooting the Shit. Shooting the Shit. Yeah. Midsummer Shoot Shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Midsummer Shoot Shit. Love it. Well, thank you, Ollie, for being on the show. Uh, my Raph, pleasure. Go fuck yourself. No, I'm kidding. But actually, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, ciao, ciao for now. Love y'all. Thank you.